Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. This is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give us a like, leave a comment. Let me know how I'm doing as I continue to bring you interesting content each and every week. My guest today is Terry James, also known as Your Mortgage Guy. He is a licensed mortgage loan officer, and he's located in Solano County, which is in Northern California. Terry has more than 15 years of experience as a loan officer, and he uses this platform to educate the community on home ownership. He's also a certified in home renovations and home building, and he strongly believes in giving back and supporting the community in which he lives. Terry, welcome to the show. Thank you, Edric. I appreciate it, man. It's it's an honor. I'm glad to be on. Hey, I've been looking forward to it, man, because uh, as you know, there's a lot going on. So before we get into the, the nuts and bolts of mortgages and things like that, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where'd you grow up? How'd you get into this business, man? So I grew up in San Jose, California, um, and um, pretty much spent most of my formative years growing up there with my parents, one one older brother. And we stumbled, you know, after went to college and then kind of um, went into a couple other things afterwards. But I stumbled into the mortgage industry by a friend. He told me to come on, come join. And at the time, you know, there was a lot of money involved. And so that's kind of what led me to it initially. Um, and let me start out our conversation, um, I guess, with what everybody's been talking about lately, which is interest rates. So maybe we can start there and, and work our way uh, through the process at that point. Um, as we all know, interest rates have been going up for the past year. Uh, it's had an effect on people being able to qualify for mortgages. It's made mortgages more expensive. So um, what's your view on the current state of interest rates? And are there any opportunities for people to maybe even use this as an advantage to, in order to try to get a mortgage? Well, I think there's definitely right now the interest rates are going to be higher than what we've been used to. But, you know, the interesting thing is, is that when we look at the big picture of things, you know, over the last 30 years, interest rates, even right now at six, seven percent are still low, you know, compared to, you know, the last 30 years. And I think a lot of people we've gotten spoiled um, during, you know, 2020, 21 you know, people were getting two and a half, three percent rate. And I just think that that's um, that's something that's that's not normal. You know, that was completely abnormal. That was because of, you know, the situation, what happened around the world. But even now, I think rates are, you know, they're not as bad as everyone thinks. But I do think that eventually, yeah, the goal is if you're reading the reports, we're going to get back to at least five percent probably by next year. Um, you've been doing this now for 15 years. We talked a little bit before we came on about um, you actually were doing this during the last housing crash in 2008. So what are some of the lessons that maybe you've learned or maybe things you can share uh, regarding the differences between 2008 and now? Absolutely. You know, that's one of the biggest things that I think we, um, as people who don't know the industry, you know, a lot of people think we're headed back for that, especially with the recent bank closures, um, SV, you know, Silicon Valley Bank, and I think um, Signature Bank, which was another big bank in New York that recently closed. But um, the difference between 2008, what happened there, it was a mortgage industry. 
So it was lack of regulation. So it was a lot of people who were in loans who couldn't afford the loans they were in. You know, you had people getting loans with stated income, stated assets. You had people um, saying, yeah, I make this much money. And so, you know, the loan industry back then was just completely unregulated. Hmm. What's happening now is a it's a lot different, even with the bank closures. What's happening now is not due to the mortgage industry or the housing industry. And so it's not even a crash that's taking place right now. It's just a slowdown in the market. Um, for people who might be looking to secure a mortgage or, or buy a home, what are some of the things that they should do ahead of time uh, so that when they're ready to actually apply for the loan, uh, they have a great, greater chance of having it approved? So with that, what you want to do is you want to address your credit concerns. Of course, we know that credit is a big issue when it comes to um, getting approved for a home loan. So you want to address your, any credit concerns you have. You definitely want to look at your debt output that you have going, such as credit cards. You want to bring as much as your bills down because your debt to income is going to affect, you know, your buying power, essentially. And so from there, those are some of the preparations you want to take. And then just being cautious of how much, you know, credit you're really getting into. You know, you don't want to take um, you don't want to take a lot of debt on if possible, especially if you're looking to purchase. Uh, I know and I, I commend you because one of the things I, I know you do is you conduct workshops for first time home buyers, people who may just want to get more information about how to go about buying a home. Um, tell me about your workshops and what are some of the goals that you set out when you conduct them? So, you know, I started this whole process because, you know, kind of what led me to what I'm doing now and why I do it is because, you know, when I was growing up, my parents ended up losing a couple of houses, you know, and I realized that as I got into this industry and I started to learn the actual industry and how it works, I realized that there was a lot of misinformation and I realized a certain part of the community wasn't being addressed as far as educated. So I went on a quest and started doing a bunch of education to bring so that we understand how we can buy a home. But one of my goals and my passions is how do we keep the home? Mm. Because a lot of people are actually buying homes, but then we end up getting into situations where we lose them. You know, and so that's one of my passion, which is not just teaching us how to buy the home, but how we can keep the home as well. Because we all know when it comes to wealth building, getting a home is the first step. Like that really is the first step to wealth building. And so I wanted to serve my community and the people around to see how we can do that and lay out a plan. Um, you mentioned, um, you know, the African-American community and one of the things I found out when I was doing some research for the show is there's some really startling numbers uh, as it relates to African-Americans and home ownership. And so according to the National Association of Realtors, uh, I think it's 40. Uh, the median age of an African-American home buyer is 48, which means that, you know, mm -hmm. there's some who buy earlier and some who buy later. But that's kind of a late start in some respects in terms of purchasing property. Um, the other thing that really jumped out to me, man, is that. Nine percent of single African-American males are buying homes. 
9% um, as opposed to 34% for single females. So yes. it, it seems like there's some focus um, opportunities for maybe young unmarried African-American men in terms of helping them get ready to buy a home. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's um. so I mean, to even go further, if we look at over the last few years of home ownership among the black community, we're actually in a decline as to when we're talking in the 60s, when we weren't even allowed to buy in certain communities, mm-hmm. our home buyer rates are going backwards. And I think what you just stated, you know, when we're looking at single black men, single um, women, I think that we have to change the course of conversation as to what we invest in, you know, and understanding what true investment is and understanding where we need to be placing our money, where we need to be placing our investment and what really matters, you know, in in wealth building and financially. Talk to me about uh, how homeownership fits into wealth building and generational wealth. We see those terms thrown around a lot, but what does that actually mean for folks uh, who may not understand the concept of generational wealth? So at least my definition when we say generational wealth is something that you attain that can be passed down from your generation, my generation, to my kid, to his kid. And, you know, that's really what generational wealth is by definition. But I think also when it comes to home buying, you look at a home, that's something that if we use it properly and we get it, that's something that now when we talk about when I said when I was saying like how we can keep our home, we get into a trust. Right. And these are terms that we have to start getting comfortable with and understanding when we get into a trust and not just a will. But we have to start trusting our property to our family so that when something happens to us and we have a home, we're not going to lose it. But now our family gets that in the trust. And so that's where you begin to get passed down from one generation to the other. And we all know, like I said earlier, though, when it comes to wealth, it starts with the home because that's our greatest asset. You know, where else in especially here in California? Where else can you put something into it and earn five to seven percent year over year? Hmm. Hmm. Um, do you talk about the uh, well, let me let me piggyback on that. Um, right now, inflation is about six percent, but that's not neuro, that's not normal. It hasn't been for a while now. So over the long term, your point about uh, increased value of the home is paramount because that can add to people's financial security, especially as they get in their later years, right? Well, that's why it's important that, especially what you want to do, and you know, you brought up the point earlier how a lot of the African community are buying homes much later. We have to start getting it earlier because if we get the home earlier, then that's just more equity for you to attain by the time you want to retire. Now you have options. Now you have assets. Now you have equity. With that equity, you can now leverage that into other investments and begin building from there. You know, it's hard to begin to invest and start doing other things financially if you don't have access to those funds. And that's what the equity from your home is going to give you in 20, 30 years. 
Um, we are here in California. And again, right before we came on, uh, I was mentioning to you, I follow you on social media and I, I really appreciate the way you present content. Uh, it's clear. It's it's uh, people can follow along, get it, get some great information. And you just posted one, I think, within the last hour or two <laughs> about an assistance program in California. So maybe you can talk to me about that. Yeah, the um, the Cal half of the state of California um, just started a new program. And basically what they're doing is they're actually providing as assistance 20 percent. And so what that means is and I like to use numbers is, you know, if you buy a home at five hundred thousand, they are actually willing to give you one hundred thousand dollars in assistance. And so you do have to pay that back later. But the point is you get into the home. So you could use that money for your down payment, closing costs, but it allows you to get into that home um, today. And so it's a great program. They do share part of your equity. So what that means is that as your equity grows, you will have to pay a percentage of that back to you. <laughs> so it's a very good program. Um, recently, I know last year they had another program where they were actually gifting um, 10%. That program, of course, went away. This one um, is not a gift, but you do have to pay it back. But it's great because it's not going to be here for long. So we need to get some real like, hey, if you're going to jump on it, we need to get started as soon as you can. Uh, another thing I admire about you um, in your bio, you make it clear you want to give back and support the community. Uh, that is a stated goal of yours. It is how you live your life not just in terms of providing information on mortgages and things like Absolutely. that, but you, but you also volunteer your time and you do other things uh, for, of a, a philanthropic nature. So talk to me about why it's so important uh, to give back to the community and maybe some of the ways that you uh, give back to the community in which you live. So one of the things is, I think it has a lot to do with how I grew up. Um, I grew up with my mother who was in the church. And so growing up with her, I went to church for most of my life and I still go occasionally. Um, but growing up with her, you know, I was even a young minister in the church. So, you know, just growing up, I realized that I always had a need and desire to want to give back and to help others. That's always been just a passion of mine. And so, I mean, every time I get the opportunity, I've um, I've mentored young men. I've coached basketball. I coach um, youth basketball for about 15 years um, doing that. I um, have donated time as far as just getting out into the community and doing um, certain events as far as cleaning up the neighborhood, um, just going around feeding, um, you know, helping, you know, giving food out to those who didn't have it. Um, so those are some of the things, just community activities. That's always important because for me, what good is us getting anything in life if we're not helping the community which we live? You know, that's why it's always just been a part of me, part of who I am. Well, uh, as we get ready to wrap up, man, uh, again, I, I know you're on social media and you have a lot of ways people get a hold of you. So if people want more information about you, uh, about the programs and the workshops that you offer or just information in general, uh, where can they get it? Yeah, so you can go follow me. You can always um, go online. Um, you have my YouTube channel, which is Terry James, your mortgage guy. You have um, Instagram, Facebook, Terry James, your mortgage guy. I'll come up. Instagram is Terry J, your mortgage guy. 
And then definitely, I, I know I will, we can put like my phone number. Yeah, I'll put uh, it on there. Well, yep, we'll put that in there. So you can always feel free to give me a call as well. <laughs> and if there's any uh, last things you want to share with folks about this environment and uh, maybe give people confidence that they can actually afford a home, uh, what would you share yeah. with them on your way out? Um, the one thing I do want to say is that, you know, despite what the fear is, we can't let fear dictate you know, how we make moves and what's really important. A lot of the times, a lot of people are putting out fear because of the bank failures and stuff like that, interest rates. Um, but those are purposeful. We have to understand that there's an agenda behind that. And the communities and certain people who are being affected, unfortunately, are those in the lower communities, you know, the lower income levels. But my whole point in saying that is that we can't let fear drive us. And when it comes to home ownership, we have to take that first step. You can achieve your home ownership goals. There are programs. There are um, not only programs, but there's also assistance programs out there. So there's a lot of things that's available. If we know that we have the tools, we can lay a plan to get it done. Well, Terry, I appreciate your time, man. It was nice meeting you today. Uh, yeah. I hope we can get together and talk again. Uh, you're providing a really, really good service to folks. And let's hope some people uh, hook you up and look up, look you up and take advantage of the opportunities at hand. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. This has been another edition of The Edric Show. I'm your host, Edric Jerome. My guest has been Terry James, also known as Your Mortgage Guy. You can find him on Instagram, Facebook, and a lot of different social media areas. This is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. I want to thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next episode.